Hello and welcome to this week's episode of The Mandala Effect. Thank you so much for joining me. I don't know if you have listened to any of the last three episodes with my meditation teacher, Master Deb Om, but um, the responses that I've had from them have been beautiful. Uh, I have just recently got back from my the completion of my 300-hour meditation teacher training and spiritual life coach um, certificate in I was in Goa and it was one of the most transformative experiences of my life. I learned to access freedom in a new way and this is what I want to talk about today is accessing freedom and and just share a little bit of my experience over the last three few weeks because it has been one of the most terrifying experiences of my life for my ego and I've really been called to trust and believe in um, this universal flow and this connection with the divine and that is scary for the ego and the person that we are here living as because that person believes that it will die if it lets go of control of life and and, for, and I had to let go of control. Everything was telling me, um, like everything in my external reality was telling me that I shouldn't be going to India. I nearly cancelled my flight um, a few days before I went and like my car broke down the night before I flew. Um, my, um, just lots of stuff happened that was making it very difficult for me to want to go. But I knew I had a deep inner knowing that I had to be there, that I had to go and go through this training um, and, well, I thought I was going to complete a certificate, which I did, and, but also I went through the transformation myself and it was, I went for the certificate and I came back with a new depth to myself that I never knew really existed or I did and that's why I knew I had to go. I knew I was being pulled to go to connect to the divine in a deeper way and um, maybe learn how to express the divine in my life and how I can do that more through my work and what I do and even just through the connections that I have. So even though it felt like the world was against me, I went and it was amazing. Um, life has turned me into a seeker and that's why I went. I am a seeker of wisdom, of knowledge, of truth and of freedom. And I, you know, the experiences in my life from anywhere from my teenage years up until when I healed from cancer and the challenges that I've had since, um, that I'm constantly seeking the, I, not the truth of life because I don't think we'll ever know the truth of life, but how to access something more. What is more? Where is this idea of freedom coming from? Because the reality of freedom is that we are free, but we have things in our lives that tell us we're not. We think that money will make us free. We think that traveling forever will make us free. But in, in reality, if we're doing that, if we have, if we believe that money will make us free, then we're just bonded to this idea of money. If we believe that traveling will make us free and that we can't be free in one place, then we're 
again, we're not free because we think that we need X to be free, when really all we have to do is choose to be free and understand maybe how the universe works a little bit more on a deeper level in order to be able to make those decisions con con consciously, confidently, because it is, choosing freedom is hard, otherwise everybody would be doing it and people wouldn't just be keeping their head down, their eyes closed and going about their life complaining every step of the way. More people would be choosing to step into their power and access this level of freedom that we have. Um, so it's not easy, but I, you know, I'm a seeker and I want to see where it goes. And I believe that anybody who's listening to this podcast um, and who's been on this journey with me over the last couple of years is a seeker. You're a rebellious soul. And, you know, this is what I am at heart. And this is one of the most beautiful things that I learned while I was in India that, hey, maybe you know, maybe I am a misfit and maybe I'm not here to fit in. And wow, the freedom in that is just so liberating because all my fucking life I have tried to fit in. I have tried to be this person that I thought society needed me to be in order to be this successful independent woman. And oh my God, that is so restricting. There is no freedom in that. So there is freedom in just being who you are unapologetically. And that is one of, it's so simple, but one of my favourite um, lessons that I took away from being in India and being around Dev, who is a rebel. He is not your typical meditation teacher. He is not your typical guru. He is, he's a rebel. He's a, he's a rebellious uh, spiritual guide and I love it. And I think that was, you know, that was what attracted me to him in the first place, probably. He, one of our, on our first day, well, I thought I was going to meditate for three weeks. I thought I was going to have it really easy, you know, sat there in the silence of my mind in the bliss state, um, you know, bobbing away with the energy. <laughs> and that was like so far from what I was about to experience. It was insane. Um, and on one of the first days, well, while I was there, this stuff started unfolding in my reality back home that I was really panicking about. Um, and my ego was sort of, I, I was in this state from the beginning of fear and, and sort of contraction and being controlled by these things happening in my um, external reality. And every story that I learned, every piece of wisdom I was given every second of silence taught me something it was all exactly as it was supposed to be it was all a complete perfect synchronicity um, and Dev told us this story of the churning of the ocean um, one of the um, yeah the churning of the ocean where Vishnu and I have to, I've had to write this down so that I don't get the, the characters wrong. Um, but Vishnu told the demigods that they would have to churn the ocean to get this golden nectar because the demigods had lost some of their power and they had to, the way that they were going to regain their power was by churning the ocean and um, drinking the golden nectar that came out at the end. Now, 
they weren't strong enough to churn it by themselves so they had to ask the demons for help so they asked the demons to help them and they all organized themselves to start churning the ocean and this is the short version um so they started churning the ocean churning the ocean and the first thing that came out was the poison of the water this poisonous liquid that somebody had to consume because the the point was that somebody had to consume and face whatever came out of the ocean so somebody had to consume this poison of the water so they called upon Lord Shiva to do this because they knew he was the only god strong enough more powerful enough to be able to handle this poison and so he drank the poison but he held it in his throat which is why his neck is blue and he and I mean um, I think it's they the legend says that Parvati, Parvati held his throat so that it wouldn't go down um, and anyway his neck is blue and then it's some of the poison dropped onto the ground which is where the snakes and the scorpions and the spiders got their poison from and um, anyway Shiva consumed this and the poison was consumed and so the rest of the stuff could start coming out of the ocean so they're churning the ocean and churning the ocean and all of these beauties and you know come out of the ocean art um, beautiful trees sacred trees um, sacred temples all of these amazing beautiful things start coming out of the ocean along with stuff that maybe um, we don't see him as beautiful, we don't deem as so beautiful. All of this good stuff, this bad stuff started coming out of the ocean and somebody had to consume or face any everything. And so this went on and on and on. And um, at the end, when they finally started getting there, this final golden, beautiful nectar started coming out of the ocean. And this is where the demons and the demigods so the demigods needed this golden nectar in order to in order to regain their power and the demons wanted the power for themselves which is why they'd agreed to help in the first place so the demons started taking they were stronger than the demigods at the time so they started taking the nectar for themselves and they were going to start drinking it but um, the demigods had to be smart and they worked with Vishnu to trick the demons into giving up the nectar. Anyway, that's the really short version. I see this as an amazing metaphor for life and our unconscious mind and I sort of had this like realisation last night um, as I was journaling because I've heard this story a couple of times now and the... and... The golden nectar for me symbolizes freedom. It symbolizes freedom from the mind, symbolizes freedom from what society thinks, that my ego, the person that I am, I have trained myself to be in the person I show to the world and accessing this new level of freedom that leaves me free from all of that. And for some, the golden nectar might be enlightenment, which again, you know, is an element of freedom, but for me, I believe we're spirit having a human experience. We have to live this human experience. 
so and and the aim is to be human and to do the things that humans do but can we do it in the most free way possible so for me this golden nectar is freedom and i um came to the realization last night that this is also the unconscious mind so when we have an awakening a spiritual awakening which i had throughout my cancer journey was very much a spiritual awakening for me and i haven't looked back since if any i just keep getting closer and closer and what has happened is i've been churning and i've been going into my unconscious mind and i've been releasing the patterns that are in there so that I can face them and consume them and overcome them. And the more I speak about this, the more I realize that, wow, this is a really powerful thing. Um, and my ego is terrified and my ego feels like she's going to die if I keep going through all of this. But this is what has to happen because we have to keep on um, churning in order to get to that final nectar. So for me, the keep churning and basically what the universe has done or what my, what has come out of my ocean of the unconscious mind is, um, oh, I've just had a really weird realization is that in symbolism, um, water is the unconscious so this is just so I'm, I'm having realizations as i'm recording this which is magical so as i have been churning the ocean of my unconscious mind and these patterns and synchronicities are coming up for me to face um they're gonna basically what it appears as is the universe is taking away my freedom so my car has broken down it's not fixable um it well, it is fixable, but not by the garage that I took it to. So it's a bit more difficult and it's an old car and da 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 da, all of these supposed limitations. And then I want to go and see my boyfriend this weekend, but the, there's train, train strikes. So I can't get, so it appears as though my freedom is being taken away from me. But that is because I've had an attachment to freedom being outside of me. So this is what I'm called to face as I work through this and as I reach that golden nectar at the end of true freedom. So it's just amazing really that we can go through this and have to experience these things in order to get to that golden nectar. So at this point, I want to ask you, what is your golden nectar? What are you willing to churn the ocean for in order to receive at the end and I don't mean the dream house and I don't mean um, marrying your perfect partner because that's all external what are you willing to churn the ocean for that is beyond what your mind can imagine at the moment I know I, I know that I'm free I believe I live a very free life I have very little responsibility um, I can go wherever I want, when I want. I know that I can, I live a very, very free life in comparison to a lot of people and what a lot of people allow themselves to. Because if you think you're not free, that's a limiting belief that is not, um, that is not true. You can do anything to move yourself more towards living a free life. If it means sacking off the corporate job, then, you know, that's what you have to do. If it means sacking off a partner, that's probably what you have to do. But anyway... 
there is um, an element of I know that there is a freedom that I can't comprehend at the moment and that's what I'm moving towards. There is a connection to the divine that I can't comprehend at the moment and that is what I'm moving towards and it's terrifying for the person that I've built and for the ego but the closer I get I know the easier it becomes because there is a sense of ease within my body even though there is all of this stuff happening that makes my body going to fight or flight. Um, and so this has all stemmed from being going through this training in India and starting to learn about how the universe works and um, how we live in this matrix of reality that is um, built within life. So we have life. And then we have this matrix of reality. Now, matrix means like design blueprint. It's, um, you know, this kind of uh, the way that we see our life. And that is all built based on our unconscious conditionings and patterns and the karmic lessons that we have to go through, overcome um, in order to reach this golden nectar. Um, so we live in this matrix that we can be free of and the only way you're going to reach true freedom is by releasing yourself from the matrix now you're still going to live in the matrix you're still going to live in this matrix of life you can't escape it but you can come at it from a different way you can live in it whilst being free and this is my goal now and it's so empowering that when I do face something that's a little bit overwhelming, and believe me, there have been many moments in the last two weeks since I've been back. Yes, I've only been back two weeks. And there have been many moments that would have two years ago completely crippled me. But now, knowing that this is just an illusion, and I am being, I am being faced with these challenges so that I can overcome them and create a new reality for myself, one that is based on true freedom. And I never felt this as powerfully as I have, to, as I do now. And this all happened as I completely faced all of my fears and traveled to India. And the first night, the first two nights I was in India, God, I felt like Dorothy um, in the hurricane being swept away from home. I'd never been to India. Um, I'm very used to a, a comfortable, luxurious Western lifestyle. And um, it was very far from that. I kind of, I got done in a taxi on my way to my hotel and all of these things happened and, and the hotels were just not clean and I couldn't really quite cope with it. Um, but again, it all just adds up to this churning of the ocean, overcoming these limitations that we put on ourselves. Now, um, this all might seem like I'm talking gobble, gobbledygook and if it does then I don't know stick with me if it it will turn it off <laughs> or go back and listen to a couple of the episodes with Dev and you might understand it like where I'm, you might it might kind of um it might resonate a bit more but if it doesn't that's fine move on go ahead and listen to something else but I 
if it does resonate with you, it's because you're being called to wake up. Um, and one of the notes that I wrote at the end was, I don't need to, we don't need to meditate, we need to wake up. And meditate means living, for me, it means living a conscious life. So being conscious about what I'm living, how I'm living, what I'm creating, being in the present moment um, and living with the flow of life and again, freedom. Um, so we don't need to meditate, we need to wake up. And how are you going to wake up? Where is the universe calling you to wake up? Because if you're listening to this, I would imagine it is calling you to wake up. And where can you wake up more? Can you see the challenges of, in your life as the churning of the ocean? And how can you overcome them? How can you face them head on? And what is the golden nectar at the end? If this idea of freedom calls to you, um, and you are a seeker as well, and you want to seek more, you have to understand that you can only be truly free when you can see the matrix of reality for what it is. And when you understand that your life is being controlled by your ego and your persona, this, this persona, this person that your ego has built to keep you safe. I speak about this, but um, by facing what comes up as you churn the ocean of life, as you peel back the layers of your unconscious mind and see what it throws out at you as you face these head on only then can you start to be really truly free so while I was facing all of this in this beautiful beach in Goa and you know it was very we didn't I left the beach once and that was to go to a sacred tree and it was amazing it was I felt like <laughs> I was in civilization I was like wow this is amazing around the back of a moped it was incredible I was like this is freedom because I've been <laughs> in this one beach for three weeks um but as I was facing all of this and there were times when I had absolute breakdowns in front of everybody and didn't know what was um going on and you know, and just had to question everything in my life. I was at one point looked at flights home. There was a lot going on. Uh, but as I was facing the churning of the ocean, literally next to the ocean, and as I carry on churning the ocean, oh, I live next to the ocean here as well. <laughs> well, there's so many synchronicities. But as I keep on churning this unconscious mind, I know that I can access freedom in the everyday, in every moment, if I keep on choosing to. So I can choose to access freedom rather than live based on the fear of the ego. So freedom to still be smart, to still be happy and smile when ch challenges show up. Freedom to enjoy the abundant beauty that is all around me. Freedom to love and connect in ways deeper than I ever have done before. Freedom to act on my soul's purpose and my dharma, even though life can feel really difficult sometimes. Freedom to enjoy life and flow with her rather than battle against her. And freedom of fear, because fear is an illusion that's created by the ego to keep you safe. And safety is not gonna give you freedom. If you're chasing freedom, if you're seeking freedom, if you're just a little bit curious, I encourage you to keep going. Keep going, keep facing it all, and the freedom on the other side is so totally worth it. Um, 
I am I experience more freedom in my life today than I ever have done and I I'm managing to enjoy facing these challenges whereas two years ago I would have been breathing into a paper bag and crying on the phone to my mum not that there's anything wrong with that but anyway I'm here to encourage you to be free remain free become a rebellious soul um one of my my purpose is to live this freedom share this freedom share like show people the freedom of what's possible by living it myself by by living totally wild and free and this is a life that I can really get behind um and I'm really excited to see what the future holds so this has been a bit of a reflective uh, podcast episode and I hope you've enjoyed it I hope that you've taken something away from it and I would love to hear what you think um, stay tuned next week because I have an incredible guest lined up for you he has been my mentor for a couple of years my coach a beautiful friend and I'm so excited to have him on so stay tuned and I hope to see you next week if you have enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, follow, share, do what you need to do to get this idea of freedom to as many people as possible.